welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I have our favorite guest with me today. Randy is here again because we are talking all things Live Hard. Hi, Randy. Good evening. It's so much fun to talk about Live Hard with Randy, and it's been really popular on the podcast because you get my perspective, which is floofy, and you get Randy's perspective, which is just a lot more straightforward, hardcore logical. So no matter who you are, you're probably going to relate to one of us as far as how this experience has affected us and what we think of the process. So I'm just going to recap a little bit about what the Live Hard program is in case this is the first time you're listening to this podcast. We came across the 75 Hard program last year from Andy Frisella and we jumped in, did the 75 days of consistency. It's a challenge that he put together to build mental toughness. And so what it is, is you commit to 75 days in a row and you have to do two workouts a day. One has to be outside, drink a gallon of water a day, do 10 pages of personal development reading a day, stick to a diet with no cheat meals, don't drink any alcohol, and take a daily progress pick. So 75 days of that, it became a phenomenon. Lots of people started doing this with him. And once people had completed it, and the caveat is if you miss one thing, you have to start all the way over on day one. So it's really about consistency and showing up for yourself and doing something 100% perfectly to really prove to yourself that you can commit to something and really keep your word. So lots of people completed this and then they said, okay, what's next? So he came up with phases to follow. So phase one was everything in that list from 75 hard, plus a five minute cold shower and 10 minutes of active visualization. And phase one was 30 days. Then you had to wait another 30 days before you could start phase two. And phase two is basically just 30 days of 75 hard again. And then the last 30 days of the entire year, up until the anniversary of starting 75 hard, you had phase three, which was 30 days of the 75 hard list, plus a five minute cold shower, plus a random act of kindness every day, plus a conversation with a stranger every day, an additional three critical tasks to complete each day. So you finish that for 30 days, you end on the one year anniversary of starting 75 Hard to complete a year called the Live Hard program. So Randy and I just finished this in August and we wanted to kind of round out our conversation. We did a podcast about just 75 Hard. We did a podcast about phase one and phase two while we were in phase three. And now we're done and we both um, successfully completed it. We didn't bust, we didn't cheat. We didn't fall off. It was a huge accomplishment and it changed both of us in really large ways. So that's why we're here. We're here to talk about it. So um, yeah, Randy, why don't you start us off by talking about phase three? Okay, let's see here. So the additional three power list items that I had was, it was mostly to um, improve body composition because basically... Uh, during 75 hard, I think I got the leanest of my life. And in phase one and phase two, I'm not sure what it was where I think it was like portion control or just not, I think my physical activity wasn't enough every day, partly because of the Corona ordeal where, and also the Minnesota winter, you just, you wouldn't go quite as long outside or um, like the garage workouts when it's cold, you were you wouldn't maybe work out quite as long. Like you'd get your 45 minutes to an hour instead of doing your hour and 15. And so it just, it seemed like, yeah, I guess in the winter, I just didn't push it quite as hard. Like you met the requirements, but you weren't killing it. And so for phase three, it was, hey, you need to do, you need to go above and beyond. And, and, you being and, you, this is what you were talking to you about. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like you're eating clean, but something wasn't right. I was either not working out enough or portion control was off. And so basically 
those were two of my rules that I had. I, I, there were some rules that I had where I had to work out longer. And then also um, there were some rules with portion control and food. And also with uh, certain macros that I couldn't exceed in the portion. And just trying to lock that down and tighten that up. Um, in addition, I got uh, complacent in uh, with like uh, doing core work. So that was a requirement. And then also some professional requirements also with uh, that involve procrastination and foreign language and uh, in my email. So I, I procrastinate a bit. I'm getting better, but I still do it. Yeah. Randy's a slow player. He slow plays and I catch him and then he mm -hmm. goes, oh man. I'll always do it, but I will. I don't know if I see something shiny. I'm not sure what it is. It's, it's a, I'm not sure what it is, but, I, but I, for whatever reason, I, I procrastinate on occasion. So, You're not alone. It's kind of a common thing. Yep. So, so that's what I did, and that definitely um, made a difference as far as on the scale and uh, in physical, as far as um, cosmetically, there was a change. But I was kind of stuck at a certain weight, and I was able to shave a few pounds. And, we're and so that's the thing, too, is like with the weight, it's like I'm 5'8 I'm I'm on a good day. So 157 to 159 is kind of like the the balance of performance and cosmetics and strength. It's kind of like that, it's like this, the sweet spot. And I was stuck at like 163, 165. Like, why can't I shave this extra, you know, four pounds? It's not a big deal, but it, it, it make that five pounds makes a big difference on how many pull-ups you can do, how fast you can run. It, it seems to be. So by having those rules in place, I was able to get down to the, you know, the high 150s and that, and that was, that was nice to get back down there, you know, so. Yeah. So it was like these extra powerless items really allow you that, 30 days of locking the door, harder, tougher discipline, yep. where you really, really focus in on what you maybe have been slacking on or maybe didn't have a big why as to really buckle down on. Mm. And then that's the power of these phases is it gets you to focus and concentrate on actually doing the little things that make the difference. Yep. Yep. I agree. So, so should I... Go into more things, or do you want to talk about your powerless um, items? Also, my powerless items, we both did the same thing with the powerless items. So I think people approach them a little bit differently. Um, they write them every day or approach it more like critical task powerless items, um, you know, a, a new list every day. And both of us tended to make a list that we had to do every day that was kind of in the same category, like his was a physical thing or a um, a, a rule about food or whatever. Um, and mine was more like, uh, you know, I have this business and I have a social media presence and I get lazy about really pursuing and pushing my business forward or connecting with clients and things like that. So my critical list was more um, a variety of things like making sure I had a social media post, making sure I wrote a workout for my workout group, making sure I connected with clients and had some kind of FaceTime with them. And so... I really used the 30 days to really focus in on building my business and building my following a little bit and just being more there for my clients. And it's amazing. I said to Randy a couple of times, just doing a little bit every day, it really does pay off and it starts to show in big ways. It multiplies and I forget that when I get lazy. It's just one little thing. But when I actually do it, it, it's like planting a seed and eventually it does bloom. So it was a good reminder and a good period of time for me to really focus in on, on that type of growth. So um, I thought it was really beneficial those 30 mm -hmm. days. And we were traveling for part of this. Oh, yeah, um, right, yeah. And so we started it while we were on vacation. We started it while we were in Oregon, surrounded by delicious food and on vacation. And... So it's kind of one of those things with phase three. You don't get to pick when you start it. It has to be 30 days prior to your one-year anniversary. Right. That's right. So we made that vacation plan before we would have planned to do phase three. So it's just the way it turned out. Yeah. So yeah. it was it, it was fine. I mean, luckily we were on an, in an active vacation spot with yep. active people and with healthy food. But yep. I mean, that was just hard to get your, at least for me, it was hard to get my mindset around starting something like that. And the checklist is really long on phase three. And so it just felt like so much to do every day. And <laughs> I don't know, both of our personalities oh, took a little bit of a dip because we were stressed for yeah. 30 days to try to make sure we got it all done. That was the detriment of it. Well, especially the last few weeks, cause you're what, 11 and a half months into the program, you know? And you screw up one thing and you got to start over completely. So it's like, man, talk about double checking your list, triple checking your list every day. It's like we yeah. could not screw up. It was stressful. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's like the so, last thing you want to do is miss something on like uh, day 27 right. of 365. So, um, so as for the other requirements, bringing that cold shower back, I was really mad about that. I doing it in phase one, I ended up kind of like having fun with it and making it my own phase three. I didn't even pretend to try. I just hated it. And I was mad. Like every time I had to do it, I just, I had a real bad attitude about the cold shower because in my opinion, the cold shower is the stupidest thing in this entire program. I don't understand it. I just think it doesn't build mental toughness. It just basically says, hi, I'm stupid. And I'll stand here in cold water because I have nothing better to do with my life. And uh, nothing is going to change my mind. Randy has a different take on it. Randy has not taken a warm shower since February. And um, I, trust me, I overhear the the sounds he makes when he walks into a cold shower. It sounds like he's being tortured, but he does it to himself. And so I have zero pity. I just don't understand it. Yeah, I don't know. There's just uh, there's something about that where it's very very uncomfortable. So to to yeah. to to stand in the to, to step into the shower and turn it on as cold as possible, like the spigot. And then just pull the plunger up and just take it. There's like that, and it takes like two seconds for the water to go up the column of the pipe, you know, to the to the overhead shower head. <laughs> and you can hear it. And you're like, oh man, yeah. And, and just oh, it sucks for like, God, like five seconds, and then then you're good. No, but, I hear the swearing the whole yeah. time. But once you get past that first five seconds, you know, of it running down your back and everything, <laughs> you're good to go. When I gave up gluten and sugar for the most part, the hardest thing has been getting used to not having baked goods as treats. But I found Smart Baking Company. And what's awesome about Smart Baking Company is they make gluten-free, sugar-free treats, but they're also low calorie. It's not uncommon to find a gluten-free treat that's very high in calories, but you can eat two of Smart Baking Company's delicious lemon, raspberry, chocolate, or cinnamon cupcakes two of them for only 76 calories. They're magicians there at Smart Baking Company. All their products are certified gluten-free through the National Celiac Association. They have zero net carbs, and the sweeteners that they use are monk fruit and erythritol. So you can feel good about eating these knowing they're not going to ruin your gut, they're not going to trip you up in the pursuit of your goals, and they're going to be that delicious treat that you've been missing out on. If you'd like to order, they have free shipping for some of their bundles. They ship right to your door. You put them in your freezer and then thaw them on your counter when you're ready to eat them for about half an hour, and they stay nice and fresh for you. So you can find them online at smartbakingco.com. And if you want a discount, you can use my code, destination underscore begin, for 10% off every time you order. So one of the unique aspects of phase three is the random act of kindness, which just means that you go out every single day and do something nice for someone randomly. Um, so examples of this people used was cleaning up trash while they walked or obviously paying for someone in the drive through before them or visiting someone who's shut in or doing something nice for someone without being asked. And so this was a challenge from the get-go because we were on vacation. And so I was trying to figure out how I'm going to be pulling this off while we're not in town and while we're on vacation. So the first few days I just thought, well, I'll send an email coffee gift card to some people because coffee is my love language and that's an easy way to do something randomly and do something kind and do something for someone that I care about. So I started doing that and I really liked doing that. Um, but then I realized I didn't have email addresses for some of the people that I wanted to give them to. And so I went and bought physical gift cards and started putting them in cards and mailing them out. And so I left one for the mailman in the mailbox and I mailed some and that was really fun. And then I thought, you know, it'd be fun to just hand them out randomly. So just leave one in a grocery cart or leave one on the counter at the gym. So I started doing that and I mentioned it to Randy. And so I was sitting here filling out cards and had a stack of gift cards and he wanted to participate too. So he started to do um, that too. And it kind of turned into a cool thing we could do together. And then we had a lot of fun just kind of finding new ways to, to leave them. Yeah. So, so yeah, you'd put like, um, I guess notes in there that would just basically try to, I guess, encourage people to, just do a little bit more 
and do like add a little bit of productivity to their life that day. That's that's the approach I took. Not so much um, telling them how nice they are, but more like, hey, you know, walk a little further today, or maybe a little less TV, you know, and just little stuff like that. But also give you five bucks. I'm just telling you what to do. You know, there's a little incentive. I'm not, here's a trade off. I'll give you five bucks if you just do this, okay? You know, <laughs> in a gift card or a, you know a five dollar bill, or whatever. Or also too, like, hey, buy buy your kid a treat, you know, or yeah. buy the neighbor kid or your niece or nephew or or you know some ki- like do something nice for a kid. Because you love some at the playground too. Yeah. So what I do? Yeah. So I'd hide them like in the in the playground. So when the, when the um, like a mom takes her kids there. The kids are playing and they'll find this envelope and they bring it over to their mom and then she opens it up and, you know, there'd be, you know, I, I, maybe, maybe some homeless guy found it. I don't know. But that was kind of the thing that played out in my head was that kids would find it and show their, their parent, you know. And then there's this, uh, so the, the uh, route that we walk on is like three and some change miles. And so there's also this tree that has like this bark that kind of peels away from the trunk and it's the perfect size to like slide an envelope into. So I found like, I thought it'd be kind of interesting to always put them in the same place and see if like people, like if maybe like somebody would go and like look for it every day or if they would let it, if they would, if somebody had received one already, they would see it there again and maybe not take it again so somebody else could get it. So I don't know. I just, I just find this one place that's kind of hidden in the woods in this trail like, where I usually stick my, my uh, envelopes. So the reason that has significance is that, uh, you know, we're done with 75 hard, or live hard. We've been done for what, two, two weeks now, roughly or so. And I still, we still do it. And it was kind of neat. We ran into, um, a woman, I guess she's a, a grandparent to those, to that boy and girl. These two kids are maybe about five and six years old. And, uh, Kristen had an, env- had her envelope for the day and hadn't dropped it yet. Yeah. And the, so the woman saw, I tell Kristen, hide it so nobody knows who it is, you know, because I, I want it to be a secret because if we're in the neighborhood, I don't want anybody to know who's dropping these things. Yeah, well, and she, I just thought, well, no one's ever going to, like, look at us carrying a card and think, like, that's somebody putting a card in the tree, but that's exactly what happened. This woman. <laughs> she, well, yeah, so you're off with your dog fet, playing fetch or something. You had the envelope in your hand, and this lady who's with these two kids that are playing with the dog also, she comes up, she goes, are you the, are you the ones that put the envelopes up in that tree in the trail. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh man, cause I wanted to be a C, I didn't want people to know. And I said, yeah. And she goes, we go by there every day. We look, we look at the magic tree and see if the, somebody's dropped a card off for somebody. And we've got one or two of them and uh, we, we leave them now to let somebody else get them. Yeah. She called us the tree people. The tree people. <laughs> right. But they, but the kids call it the magic tree that has, yeah. the, I, I was like, oh, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. That's really neat. And the one, I think the, the little boy got the $5 bill one. And he, he saved, he wanted to buy a, what a... An orange Chevy pickup truck. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> so it was really cool anyway. to meet her and her grandkids and that, you know, we never really thought that we'd find out who was getting these. Because like Randy said, we got done with Live Hard and it's something we both fell in love with doing. And so we've been doing it almost every day since, leaving a card somewhere and it's it's just something that's really resonated with kind of our hearts and it's something we can do together. And then to be able to meet somebody who it has meant something to, just really, it meant a lot to both of us and brought us both a lot of joy and, and just kind of goes to show that the universe sorts out who gets these things and we just put them there and and let a little bit of magic happen. And it's 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 been, I don't know, it's my favorite part of the whole live hard everything. Yeah, I didn't think it would be. And so, and I didn't mean to, I don't mean to dwell on this topic so much, but it turned out, I mean, the reading and everything has a lot of meaning and, and all really important, but that one ended up being more impactful than I expected. So much so that we continue doing it. You know, yeah. you're not, you're not every day, but I would say nearly every day I put, I put one out whenever we go for walks. Yeah, it's been fun. And then uh, Randy's been bringing his daughter out to go hide it and they go hide it together. And- That's right. So yes, yeah, so we go out and... She comes with me to, because I want to expose her to that also. And she has a lot of fun with it, trying to find a good hiding place or a good place to put it on the, the three mile loop, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's been really fun. And I, you know, a long time ago, um, somebody that I was really close to taught me that the, the surest way to kind of overcome um, feeling bad about yourself or to get out of depression is to do something nice for someone else. And um, this is 
this is one of those things where it's not expensive and obviously you wouldn't even have to put money or anything in it. But just taking a little bit of time, thinking of something that you can say in a card to leave to brighten someone's day. It's just, it's a way to get you out of your own head, stop thinking about yourself and do something nice for someone else. So the random act of kindness really took on a life of its own and we really just fell in love with it as part of, you know, something in our relationship, something in our family, something in our habits. So, um, so yeah, so that's been really, really positive. Have you noticed at the grocery store that the protein bar section has just become a whole aisle? Protein bars are a huge industry and they're a staple in your diet. If you are trying to hit your protein goal, you're following a specific diet plan, so many of us use protein bars to supplement as snacks, as desserts, or just to get that extra protein bump. What you won't find in the grocery store are Built Bars. Built Bars are available online at builtbar.com. There are 18 different flavors, and these are unlike any protein bar that you have had before, I promise you. The texture is what sets them apart. They're a chewy nougat covered in 100% real chocolate. They have 18 flavors, and they have built bars that have nuts and built bars that do not have nuts. So the calories vary depending on the flavor you choose, but they all have between 17 and 19 grams of protein, and all of them are under 180 calories. My favorite flavor for sure is raspberry, which is a raspberry nougat covered in amazing dark chocolate. Warm it up in the microwave for about 15 seconds, and I eat it as dessert. It's delicious. Randy's favorite is cookies and cream. It's amazing, a a delicious chocolate flavor, also really good warmed up. The cookies and cream, 130 calories with 17 grams of protein and only four grams of sugar. So these are really great if you're low carb, if you're watching your sugar intake, but you need that protein bump. I highly recommend that you give them a try. You can use my code DESTINATIONBEGIN for 10% off. They have free shipping on all of their orders, and they also offer shipping protection for under a dollar that will make sure that your protein bars do not melt in transit. Highly recommend that. So give them a try today. They have a 100% money-back guarantee, but I promise you're going to love them. So one of the other unique parts of Phase 3 is you had to talk to a stranger every day. And uh, that one was really hard because um, we work from home, and we don't go anywhere and the whole world is shut down. And so finding a stranger to talk to was a little challenging. And luckily we did a walk almost every day. So we would find people along the trail sometimes, but there were times we got in our car at the end of the day to go to the store to find a stranger. And that was so annoying. And I think this requirement is more for people who have a hard time talking to strangers. Randy and I don't have a problem with that. We didn't really need to develop this skill. So it was a little bit annoying sometimes. Yes. But, uh, but we got it done. And, um, you know, I met some cool people. The, I think the best conversation I had was I went in to, to see a foot doctor. And um, so the waiting room was full of kind of older people because um, I'm a senior citizen now and because I have a foot issue. And there was this older man in um, sitting down there and I said, you know, I thought, ooh, perfect, a stranger. And I said, how's your day going? And he's like, well, not so great because the line outside of Trader Joe's was really long and I couldn't get in there before it was time to come to this appointment. And, you know, Trader Joe's, they have stewed tomatoes and they're in small chunks. And other brands that you buy, they're not in small chunks. And I get the Trader Joe's tomatoes because they're in small chunks. And now I don't know um, when I'm going to be able to get back over there. And I was like, now that is a problem. And he was so cute and he was so fervent. And it just, I don't know, the whole interaction was utterly meaningless about tomatoes but it was I don't know it just lit me up and it gave me so much joy and we had the nicest little conversation about our favorite things to buy at Trader Joe's and uh it was way too soon that it was time to go in for my appointment and I know all about stewed tomatoes at Trader Joe's and I would never have talked to him his name was Denny I never would have talked to him if it wasn't for the phase three requirement and now I know and now you all know about Trader Joe's canned stewed tomatoes. You're welcome, everyone. Andy Frisella, you're changing lives. One can of stewed tomatoes at a time. So, <laughs> but otherwise, um, it was a little difficult. And I have to admit, sometimes I bare, bare minimum to this one. Just like talking to the desk clerk at the gym and being like, one day I actually went up to him. I said, hi, I've talked to a stranger today. What, what do you know? So I just had to cop to it. I couldn't pretend that I needed to talk to him about something important. I was just like, how long have you worked here and what do you like about it? And 
I just, I just asked him a bunch of questions, but I, I did it. <laughs> yes, completely agree. Um, working from home and then typically being like the only time we go out is what to go to the gym, right? And our walks. I think it's the only time we left. Sometimes the uh, store. <laughs> sure. Okay. Sure. You go to Costco or whatever. You know, yeah. And so, yeah, the talking to the stranger one. The act of doing it is not hard, but it was very inconvenient, you know. So there was, oh, geez, I think I went to this. I think I went to the gas station down the street, at least once a week, at ten o'clock to get my conversation with the clerk, whoever's working there, you know, and chat with them for a little bit, you know. Oh, geez. So um, this was one where I failed to mention on the random act, random act of kindness. Sometimes at the end of the day, Randy would all of a sudden suggest like, hey, can I prepare you oatmeal for tomorrow morning? Or can I food prep you some sweet potatoes or something? And I would realize that he hadn't gotten his random act of kindness done. And he was picking me to be the recipient. And so sometimes there was, hey, do you need anything at the store? It's like, oh, he needs a random act of kindness and a stranger talk. I, I gotcha. <laughs> well... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, some can I, nights. Can I put gas in your car? <laughs> yeah, I will take it. I, I, totally worth it. To not, I'm just turn it you know. Yeah, so the, the, yeah, the, the stranger one, there was a few good conversations, particularly there was a couple of good ones at, at Home Depot with some folks I met there. But, uh, yep, it was very inconvenient most days, mostly because of the situation. And at the gym... I'm not one to chat with people at the gym. I mean, you're there to knock out your workout, and so yeah. are they. And so most people don't want to sit and chat. They don't know you. Yeah, that's not the place to... Right, so... To start anyway. a conversation. Yep. But, um, you know, the, these phases all had something that was challenging. They all had something that was inconvenient and just a matter of forcing yourself to do something for the sake of the challenge. And so, you know, not everything has to be uh, life-changing or shattering. I think... There are some people who might do these phases and the things that we found utterly useless might have been life-changing for them. So um, it's definitely different for each person that tries to do um, live hard. So so that's basically the phase three list. So as I said before, the whole live hard program is one entire year. And so, you know, getting done, it's a time to reflect on, okay, this entire year, a year ago, I'd never heard of this. I'd never attempted it. What's different now? And I think that we, we both just can unanimously say that our lives are permanently changed I like to say that this program ruined my life in the best way um, and definitely not where I need to be, but it's it's woken me up and, and, and just changed how I live in so many, so many ways. And um, the power of this program, the power of 75 hard just by itself is that they say it takes 21 days to break a habit or build a habit. And that's baloney. <laughs> 75 days is really... Um, where you really build a habit. That's why it's so powerful to do this program for 75 days because 21 days, maybe it starts to become a habit, but 75 days, it becomes your lifestyle. And then a whole year, it really becomes the framework of how you structure your life. And this program, the structure of it is incredibly productive and it builds character. It builds discipline. It builds accountability. And so the power of it, if you do this program, your life will be changed. There's no way that it cannot be changed. So we both just feel like there were some permanent changes to how we live. Yes. Agreed. So on, yes, 75 hard probably had the biggest, we'll say uh, the biggest percentage change, right? As far as uh, general lifestyle, but Doing live hard, and I think actually during the Corona thing, actually made it even harder. It actually helped with more discipline, like as far as a, like it made it easier to cut out eating out. Yeah, and, and I'm serious though. So, so basically, you have to cook at home, and so actually, I think our diet is better because of that than if things were normal, because you're cooking every day. And when you're cooking every day for 75 days, plus 30 days, plus 30 days, plus 30 days, you get pretty good at eating at home and food prepping because that's a lot of days out of a year mm -hmm. to be eating a certain way. And it's really hard to stick to a diet and eat out all the time. So most people on 75 hard have to kind of embrace the idea of eating 
more at home and cooking their own food. Yeah, so I would say, so in addition to the, the things that occur during the Live Hard program, I think, yeah, I'm going to say the eating out and eating at home has completely flip-flopped. I used to eat out all the time in the past. Now I almost never do, and there's no desire to. Yeah, we have no desire to eat out. This past weekend, we couldn't think of anything to do because there's nothing to do in this world that doesn't involve eating out, and we don't like to eat out anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, the specs on on food when you eat out are horrible most of the time, you know, most places you go. So there's that. And then um, also, like, but even, like... And that's not to scare you off. If you like to eat out, you can probably still eat out after you do live hard. It's just for us, we took it a little too crazy. Yeah, but, the like, for example, the alcohol consumption is pretty much zero now. I'm not saying I won't. I'm not. I'm not opposed to it, but it's not a thing that I do regularly anymore. I might. I mean, from here on out, I might. I might have a few drinks a year, maybe. Yeah, it just takes it. It just took us. It took it out of our lives for so long. Yeah. That's the thing is when it's out of your life and it's off the table, you stop thinking about it. It's like you really can reroute the pathways in your brain between what you crave and what you desire mm-hmm. and what's actually there. And that's the, again, that's the power of 75 days plus another 90 days for a total of a whole year, basically of a disciplined, different lifestyle. It's, you know, if you're, if you say no to something that many days in a year, it becomes a less part, it doesn't occur to you as often. That's mm-hmm. the thing. It doesn't occur to your brain. So it's not like you're white knuckling it and you're hating it and you can't drink. It's just, it's, you just learn to live without it. And it doesn't even, I mean, it's just, it's really crazy powerful. It's almost, it's just shocking sometimes how yep. much this changes how you think. Yes. And then also to, um, to go back prior to, I guess prior to meeting Kristen, because we started studying that hard, like shortly after we met. But, uh, one of my vices would have been, uh, to well, retail therapy, right? Out of boredom, you buy, you buy stuff, right? And I guess what you call it. And now, after doing Live Hard, you're so busy doing your list and you get so much satisfaction from reading and the podcasts and your workouts um, that... I wouldn't, there's just no, there's no time to think about going to the store. And so you don't do that for a year. And I find that I save a lot more money than I used to. You know, I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not buying crap that I don't need. So then we have money to put it in the tree on the path. <laughs> right. Well, there's that, right. But now, but see, that's the thing too. Is so now I'm going to elaborate a little bit on this now. So also too, you I'm speaking for myself, and it wasn't a huge issue. I'm, you know, I'm pretty responsible uh, financially, but I would buy crap and things and stuff that are kind of nice to have, but you absolutely don't need them, right? And so then, and then also too, in the reading and and um, and you're you're out like you're out walking more, and you're you're not watching any TV, and you're spending less time online. I started finding that um, experiences and friends and family and those are more important than stuff. And stuff, I call them anchors. Because you, when you acquire that stuff and you have payments or less money in the bank, now you have less freedom to do what you want. Because you have to keep that crappy job you don't like because it pays good. Because you have that stupid car payment. Well, right? Or because you did that big remodel. I'm not saying you you, you a bunch of crap or you know, low quality stuff. I'm just saying I think there's a, I found there's a lot of stuff I bought that I absolutely did not need and did not bring a proportional amount of happiness relative to the cost. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like you it's almost like you live like a I want to say a Spartan lifestyle, but you definitely cut certain things out of your life because they're no longer allowed, right? Temporarily. And you found you, you know what? I didn't need that stuff. I didn't need it. And so now 
man, it's so much easier to be content. And you, fi- you find out that those things were just band-aids to distract, right? And now you do, I don't wanna say you do hard things, but you do, you do things that require effort and those things bring satisfaction. Those things bring satisfaction. It's not the stuff, the anchors that you buy that clutter up your house and waste your money. Just one guy's opinion. Just one guy's so opinion. when you started at 75 hard, <laughs> I mean, this is a great way to segue into, when you started 75 hard, what was your intent in doing something like that? Was it to deal with the fact that you bought too much crap? Was it to deal with the fact you ate too much or, um, or ate out too much or drank sometimes too much? Or what did you think that it was that you were going to accomplish when you started 75 hard? Oh, what I was going to accomplish was ensure that my girlfriend didn't have bragging rights over me for doing something that I didn't do. Because you would hold it over my head. I could tell. I would. Yes, you, you, if I didn't I, do it with you, you would have made a dig like once every three weeks. I would have so totally, I would have flaunted the fact that I was hardcore and you were mediocre forever. We would never have, we never would have dated. Actually, that's right. Because before I have hard, you pulled that line on me once. Where you were going to do something, you asked if you wanted to do it. I said, ah, no thanks. You said, that's, that's fine. Being average is okay. Mediocre is fine. Yeah, so that's all right. You can be mediocre. So, and, she, uh, man. And I, now I know how to get Randy to do something. That's fine. You can be mediocre. It's fine. It's fine. Nobody said you mm-hmm. had to be hard and cool like me. <laughs> no. But my point is, is, you know, 75 hard is a mental toughness challenge. And you start out doing it, okay, I'm going to get in better shape and I'm going to eat better. That's kind of the main thing. You're working out twice a day. You're eating um, better. You're not drinking. But after a year of doing live hard, that's what we mean. Like our lives are completely different. Our mm-hmm. mindsets have changed where, I mean, it's affected our finances, our friend group, our entertainment choices, our stress levels, our, our bodies for sure um, are healthier because of the eating better and the workouts. And, and it's not like, oh my gosh, now we have to do all these things. It just becomes a way of life when you think about life pre-75 hard and how willy-nilly things were and how, you know, there just wasn't a lot of structure. I mean, I've been on a weight loss journey for 15 years. I've lost a lot of weight. I was in really good shape when I started 75 hard. But the lifestyle of live hard adds a structure and a framework that is so um, incredibly grounding and satisfying and um, helps us accomplish things that in, in a, in a way that is so much more productive and it, it, you know, there's nothing wrong before. It's just like you have all the pieces to the Lego box and then this gives you the framework on which to build so that it, it, it comes together so much more smoothly and so much more, um, with so much more symmetry. That's kind of how I, I see it. You can build a leg, a pile of Legos on a table, but if you don't have that little green thing underneath it, it's a little harder. So 75 hard kind of starts out being that little green thing and you can start to build, um, on that foundation. And it's just, it's just shocking really to say 75 days plus another 90 days scattered throughout the year can completely change so many facets of life when really you're just working out, eating clean, drinking water, talking to people, <laughs> taking a cold shower, it's, it's, it really cannot be, um, overstated that it's life changing. Yep. Agreed. And so, so I look at it now, so we're fresh off of phase three, right? So just like I look at guys that are, well, let's say it's an analogy where you see people like in the, that finish boot camp and then in the Marine Corps, and then you look at them, uh, even two years after they graduate boot camp. You know, there's a certain level of discipline that slides, right? Or guys that, you know, get out of the military and they get really fat, really fast, <laughs> you know, and just fall apart. So, so right now, it's sort of fresh off of phase three. Um, and so maybe over the years, the discipline will slide a little bit. But I actually think it might actually be... In, it might still be improving, even it being done. It's, at least for now, I don't ever see going back to how I was. Um, not that it was not that I was in a bad place before, but um, like for example, 
you know, what's it been? Let's just, let's well, been three weeks since we've been done. Okay. We got a pile of books here on the table and we still do our reading. It may not be 10 pages, but we still read these good, all these books piled up there in, in the queue, you know, and we still have the diet on lockdown and we don't know any different. I mean, um, the workouts, we, we saw the results of doing more than your bare minimum 90 minutes. So we still do more than 90 minutes. Um, during the day, I, I found that um, during this Corona situation that I'm uh, more sedentary during the work day. I usually do field type work. So I'm on my feet a lot more when things are normal. So what do I do? Okay, new rule. Half mile interval every every hour on the hour. You know, I wouldn't have done that. And you don't have to do that to be hardcore. No, but what I'm saying was like, so I found like, what I'm saying with this is like, you observe, you watch, it, go, oh, you know what? This whole sitting for eight hours is really bad for me, right? And so now you, in the past, I would sit at my desk all day and do my engineering work. And I wouldn't have done something like that. And now it's like, oh no, we have to keep our edge. You know, so little things like that. And, the, and like the random act of kindness still, we still do that because we enjoy it. We still do the languages. I, I don't know. I, gosh, I sure feel changed. I don't know. And I don't, I don't see degrading very much in the future. I hope to improve. Well, we found after each of these phases and after phase three too, it's like, we're done, all done. You get up the next day and you're like, uh, I guess I'm doing it again. Like, there, you know, we don't go out and have this big giant cheat meal and stay in bed for two days and not work out and be so excited to be done. Mm -hmm. By the time you're done with this, it's just, it's not drudgery. Yeah, the stress of being like perfect goes away to think, okay, if I forget to take a picture of myself today, I'm not going to lose a year of work. But, um, you know, I had a couple of days here or there where I didn't do absolutely everything. And I don't know if Randy did or not, but it's like, you know, live hard is kind of the new lifestyle. And obviously you have to live and there are anomalies to everything. And we didn't do this for 365 days, but uh, we had days where we ate things that weren't on our diets and we had days where we didn't work out in the year, but they were very infrequent, not because we're some like overachieving have to prove something to someone people. It just, it really does become your lifestyle. And and you learn that it's a good lifestyle. It feels good. We feel good. We've, we're productive. And it's like, wow, this is a formula for a lifestyle that is good. And you, we want to continue it. And that is a mind change like none other. Well, that's, and that's that you're right though. So I found that when we deviate from, from the phase three routine, and the phase three routine is waking up around between 4 and 4.20, somewhere around there, and getting our workouts in, in the morning and knocking that out. And then also eating clean and drinking the water. It's like, so we, we would deviate. You know, you sleep in too long or you don't drink your water or you eat a whole pile of food that maybe, I don't know, like a ton of bread or something like that. And man, you don't feel that. You, you kind of feel like crap. You feel like crap. Yeah, and so you go, man, <laughs> like I didn't realize how tuned we were or how clean everything is. So basically we would, you'd go and you deviate a bit and you just feel like crap and you go, you know what? That, I, I'm going to keep doing it. Cause well, it's it, not I, worth it. No, cause it, it isn't because you have that, I don't know. 45 minutes of shoving food down your gullet. You know? It's so much fun uh, at the yeah, moment. Just pounding chow, right? <laughs> I, I can pound some chow, man. Yes, you oh, can. Oh, jeez. But then oh, you pay for like, I don't know, a couple days maybe. You just, you're off. You feel fat and bloated and all that. And your your run time suffer and your pull-ups suffer and you get weak and... Most of us don't have pull-ups to suffer. I mean, Randy, come on. <laughs> that is the thing is uh, Randy is in... Randy, Randy is in shape um, to a degree most people aren't. So um, there is a little bit of, of, of adjustment that has to happen when you compare your life to Randy, which, you know, I know I live with, I live with him. Um, and so when he's like, I'm going for my run every hour, I'm like, okay, well, today I stood at my sit-stand desk for the whole day. 
I'm uh, I'm awesome. And then he's like, yeah, I ran six um, half mile intervals in 97 degree heat. And I'm like, yeah, suck. So all of that to say, don't compare yourself to other people. Just compare yourself, you versus you every day. I just have to throw that caveat in there because Randy is like superhuman. Um, mm. But it's true. I'm sitting here. We're sitting at our kitchen table. There's a pile of personal development books here. Um, there's a Braille chart because Randy's learning Braille because that's what Randy does. And then a pile of note cards that are going to be filled with stuff to be hidden around and put under windshield wipers. And um, and it's like this has become our life. And we're not sitting here tooting our own horn saying that we're awesome. We're saying this program, the results of this program can be seen in every corner of our lives. In our lives, we were already rather disciplined and and rather healthy. And so if you think about if you are not rather disciplined and rather healthy, what kind of a change can this program rot in your life? It's the sky is the limit. It, and it's not, there's no one piece of it that does it. It's the combination of all of the elements and simply showing up and doing it every day. It will change your life. And that's the thing too is I have friends that show interest and um, and then we, we discuss the the requirements. And some people say, you know, it's just not for me. I'm going to fail. I, I don't want to deal with failure. And that's fine. It, I, I think it's, maybe it isn't for everybody. And if, if you acknowledge that and don't, you know, uh, not do it legit and then tell me you did it and, and lie about it, I'd rather you tell me it's not for me than not actually do it and just and and then say you did it to get you get like some like street cred or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, no, but, you either do it or you don't. There's right. no try. It's a Yoda all the way. It's you go, you say I'm doing this for 75 days or I'm not. And if you screw up, you start over. Like the, you need to go into this saying I will have 75 days of hard um period. And then make the decision if you're going to do all the other phases, of course, mm-hmm. once you've done 75 hard, but um, it's something that you either do it or you don't. Mm-hmm. It's a commitment and it, it, it doesn't matter if you have a wedding or a vacation or something coming up. It's, it's jumping in and saying, I want my life, I want my life to be, um, better. Mm-hmm. I want to show up in my own life and I want to make changes in my life and I'm going to do something for myself, which is show up. And that's what this is. Every day you show up. And, and another cons- consequence of it, or a positive consequence was that, and maybe you see this also with my daughter is it's also kind of living by example and setting an example for people around you. Instead of talking big game, it's watch people do, not what they say. And it's neat for my daughter to see um, the degree of discipline. Because it is, we, we live a disciplined lifestyle relative to the average American. And it's neat to hear her tell her friends or, or so on about what, what my daddy does. Well, and we've incorporated her, and I mean, it's really fun when we go on the walks or the bike rides, we bring her along. You know, obviously, kids can eat healthy food, too, Um, and, you know, she's come along to the gym, and, you know, we have her drinking extra water and um, helping with the random acts of kindness, and I don't think that we've made her take a cold shower, but... No, Um, but we do the intervals, like, I'll do sprints, like, she'll be on her bicycle, and we, we race, and so that way it's not boring for her. I jog and she rides her bike and then we'll say, okay, we're going to race to the fire hydrant and you know, do sprints. And I don't know. Yeah, you can incorporate it into the whole family. And, you know, if you are in a situation where there are people in your family who aren't supportive and who aren't going to do something like this with you, just remember, like, there is, there is nothing. There are no obstacles. And if you decide you want to do this and nobody else in your family does, you can still do it. You know, I have a friend, my friend Amanda, she wanted to do an Ironman and she was um, married with little kids and she found a way to train for an Ironman where nobody felt the impact. So she ran, biked, or swam in the morning before everyone was up, got everyone off to school, did one of those things over her lunch, did one of those things after work. And this is obviously a crazy example, but the bottom line is if you want to do something, you will find a way to do it. And often you can be the example in your home of the person who is going to start showing up mm-hmm. in their own life, wh- whether anybody does it with you or not, whether anybody supports you or not. This is a you versus you. And Randy and I kept each other accountable. But I mean, the bottom line is if Randy had screwed up, I wasn't going to screw up. It was not about, you know, you sink, I sink. It was about I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to do it with somebody, but this is me versus me. And it wasn't... We didn't remind each other to take pictures or remind each other for water. Like 
it's a really personal challenge. And so if you're in a situation where you're the only person in your house that wants to do this, do it and be a leader in your house and know that you can. And on that, you may actually find who actually has your best interests in mind because people don't like being exposed. And so you find that when you do something like this, you expose other people's lack of discipline and weakness and you see you'll find who tries to drag you down. Um, I highly encourage you to keep, to stick with it, but it might, it might show you who your friends are. Well, for sure does. I mean, there, there are a lot of people who, and because they look at it and say, I can't do that, or I wouldn't do that, or I am not strong enough. They'll just poo poo you or just make fun of you or tell you you're crazy. And to attempt to quote or paraphrase, you know, Jordan Peterson, it'd be uh, you find out your friends, your friends, a true friend will rejoice in your successes. Right, and so if people don't encourage you to better yourself, you might maybe question who your friends are, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the live hard experience. I mean, uh, this is our third podcast on it. We probably won't do any more podcasts on it. I'm on 75 hard again. I think I'm on day six um, because I told Randy when I started it again, I'm like, I already feel so good. I love having a framework for my day. You know, I know what I'm going to get up and do. I know that I'm going to hydrate my body. I know I'm going to eat clean food. I know I'm going to move my body. And I made that decision. And so it it gives this really lovely framework for my day. And it's not insane. And I always have time for it. I always make time for it. Um, And it's it's become a way of life. And Randy's not officially doing 75 hard, but he does all this stuff anyway. I was going to say, yeah, Kristen's a better person than me. I'm not formally doing 75 hard right now, but nothing's changed so i it's nothing has changed you know the the only thing you're not doing is the progress picture which i don't blame you um i hate the progress picture but whatever i take the progress picture with a scowl on my face i think it's so dumb there are so many pictures in my phone of me from the front side and back that's just like if i lost my phone and someone found it they just think it was the biggest narcissist in the entire world (laughs) I mean, how many days is that? 75 plus 165. Plus I did my own 100, winter 100 challenge when I wasn't 75 harding. So those three pictures, I mean, it's insane. The amount of pictures of my butt on my phone. But, you know, that's that's quite, that's another podcast, I guess. Narcissism Mm -hmm. and me. That'll be a nice title for a podcast. So anyway, um, thanks for joining Randy and thanks for doing Live Hard With Me and sharing the experience. Absolutely. It's been great. Well, in that six sort of way, you know. Yeah. What's, this is our version of fun. <laughs> right. Today we're doing our walk with um, 20 pound weighted vests on for the first time and talking about how it felt different and like how, how we were feeling it and how our heart rate was up. And I was like, we are nerds. Like this is, <laughs> this is exciting for us. We are nerds. But, you know, nerd is not a derogatory term. Um, proud to be um, a nerd, a leveled up 75 hard, live hard nerd. I'd love to hear from you individually. If you have something you want to say, suggest, argue, or if you have podcast topic ideas, or just simply want to talk about your personal weight loss and health and fitness goals, you can email me, Kristen, at destinationbegin.com. You can always find me on Instagram too. I'm posting there all the time. That is destination underscore begin. And you can also just check out my website, destinationbegin.com. Destination Begin.